We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Mile High Huddle Podcast. What is good? I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest, who you know, who you love, Zach Kelberman. Zach Sambam has been a battling through uh, the the YouTube, um, I don't know, back-end trolls engineering elves that mess with the ability to put in a super chat he's finally busted through from the top rope thank you sam appreciate you big dog he's saying hey guys i finally got my super chat problem fixed on my lappy hope all is well go broncos all is well and also a super sticker so yeah definitely working in full effect for sam bam thank you bro we're going to be keeping an eye out for any uh specific topics but Man, that that does uh, make you feel good, Zach, when you go live and boom, there's a top rope super chat. You're going, this is where I'm supposed to be at this very moment in time. Yeah, this wasn't Sam Bam. This was Sam Bam, just like Emerald Lagasse <laughs> used to say. And definitely appreciate you, Sam. Was not necessary, but definitely appreciated. We're just happy to have you in the swing as always. Yeah, so uh, kind of interesting. We weren't sure if we were going to have Scott in the in the room tonight because he's traveling uh, to Mobile to for the senior bowl. But thankfully he's like, Hey, what else am I going to do? I've been driving all day. I'm at the hotel. I guess I'm just going to log in and do my job. What are you going to do? We're grateful to have him here. Cause it's a grind, man. You be, you're in the car five hours. By the time you get out, Zach, you feel like you're vibrating, you know, you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. So we're, we're stoked to have Scott, but what we're even more excited about is uh, what he's going to be doing all week long at the senior bowl. The practices start tomorrow. And uh, Zach, on the doorstep of the senior bowl, some scuttlebutt. I'm going to let you kind of break it down, but Cecil Lammy, a friend of MHH, great guy, much love and respect to an OG like, like Cecil, but he's a big draft nerd, right? Draft expert. Been going to the senior bowl, the the shrine, that whole rotation. I, I I've lost count now of how many years straight that he's done it, but something like 12, 13, 14, something like that. So he's very plugged in, not just with draft media, Zach, but agents, scouts sources around the league explain now with that stage being set what the rumor is about sean payton yeah i'm gonna read it word for word what uh cecil tweeted early this morning a little after midnight monday so this was word for word from cecil quote 
There is a belief by many in the scouting community that Sean Payton has something cooking for the early portion of the NFL draft. People I trust do not see Denver waiting for a falling QB. These evaluators believe the Broncos will make a big move up for a quarterback. Lammy added, the NFL thinks Payton is going to move up no matter what. Don't ask about compensation. Some think it won't matter because Sean Payton won't wait on his on a quarterback. He wants his guy now, Chad. And as I wrote in the article, if the Broncos feel like a franchise long-term elite slam dunk franchise quarterback exists in this class and they believe they can get him by hook or by crook, there is no cost too high. There is it's cost prohibitive. It's another mortgage of the future scenario after trading for Russell Wilson, after trading for Sean Payton, but it's the most important position in sports and the Broncos can't become a championship contending team without that long-term quarterback in place. Indeed. Uh, it sounds like, you know, uh, remember the Rams little rallying cry after they won the Super Bowl, F word them picks, you know, like, yeah. It's it's kind of like that that mentality of whatever it takes, and uh, we'll see. But you know, just the devil's advocate is hey. Last thing we've heard about those three teams at the top, it's that they're not all that interested in moving back. It would, uh, but there's always a price, you know. There's there's usually and maybe always is an absolute. I shouldn't use. It. We're talking about the NFL here, but there's often a price. And it might be a little bit steep to get a team who's saying, nah, we're not moving. We're not moving to, to trade up. Now there's that or trade back. There's that one rumor dating all the way back to uh, 2018, you know, the hall of fame QB class that John Elway was just like, got to have him some Sam Darnold tried to get, but he knew the jets wanted him. So he tried to get in front of the jets at number two with the giants, but the giants quote, and I apologize. I don't remember who the source of this is, but did not return his phone call. So a little bit of this, Zach, is contingent on one of those three teams anyway, picking up the phone and returning a, a call from Sean Payton, George Payton. It's true, yeah. You can't force a team to trade out. Uh, it takes two to tango. I don't know if they're going to move up to number one because that pick is probably locked into Caleb Williams. And even though Sean Payton thought Caleb Williams was a generational prospect, Lammy believes that Drake may – uh, the second best quarterback in this year's class would be an ideal Sean Payton fit. And for Drake May, you'd probably have to move up to number two to secure his services. Make sure that you get him. What would it cost to move up to number two for number 12? Multiple first round picks, a smattering of second and third round picks, and probably a starting player or two. I don't know if that means Pat Sertan or Justin Simmons, but it's going to cost you a pretty penny. But then again, like I said, if Sean Payton, George Payton, the whole collective believes that Drake May can win the Broncos the Super Bowl in the next 10 years, that is a deal that you do. I'm curious, guys. Are you willing to give up? Are you ready to are, are you willing to pay through the nose, so to speak, to get that guy, to get the franchise quarterback this team has has been missing for a long time and Sean Payton his compliment under center? Uh, are you willing to is is a couple of firsts, three firsts maybe, and uh, uh, Patrick Sertan, is that too rich for your blood? Let us know in the chat. The Papa Bear, David McElrath in the house with the super chat. Thank you, big dog. Much love and respect. We had a blast hanging out with you a few months back, and we look forward to the next meet and greet. It's going to be a gas. 
But uh, Buckham times three. Amen to that, my dog. Uh, John Juno jumping in. If uh, And thank you, John. You've been with us a long time, too, my friend. It's great to see you. Looks like the family's doing well. He says, if Knicks or uh, if, if Bo Nix or Michael Penix is there at 12, would you take him or trade back later into the first, grab a second and a fourth, and hope you can get one of them later? Um, we talked a little bit about this, not a little bit, a lot of bit about that uh, last night, John. And my answer is, you know, the same today, even with the, the, the new context, Zach, of this, this rumor. It's the same as yesterday, which is if you believe Bo Nix is your guy, which it doesn't sound like there's there hasn't really been any smoke on the trail connecting Broncos and Penix yet. That doesn't necessarily mean there is an interest, but there's been a lot of smoke about Bo Nix. So if you believe he's your guy, I don't risk. I do not risk for one freaking second. Uh, you know, and again, this is also Zach, I think kind of also keeping in mind that maybe or not, exempting the trade up rumor or they can't make the trade up so they're sitting there at 12 or whatever nicks i'm taking nicks period if i believe he's my guy i'm taking nicks i'm not even thinking twice about that at 12 yeah we're in lockstep there chad if you're a hundred percent sold on bo nicks or michael Penix at 12 just take him and secure your guy but if you're even one percent unsure that they can be the answer my ideal scenario I, we talked about it like last night like you you said move back a few spots, stockpile some capital, be it a second or third round pick. And one of those quarterbacks should still be there if you move down to, let's say, 15 or 16. That would be ideal. But again, if Sean Payton is convinced, make the pick at 12. Lots more to get to, guys, including your thoughts on this. Uh, but first, we got to remind you, now that the conference title games are in the books, we know who's going to be in the Super Bowl, the Niners and the, uh, the Chiefs. Uh, let's face it, as much as we... Don't like the Chiefs. We're all going to be watching that game in hopes of seeing another Niners Super Bowl uh, championship while you're celebrating the Super Bowl. And in between, I mean, there's two weeks to go till the Super Bowl. We got many a weekday, a weekend in between. Make sure you're celebrating with Little Caesars, the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. You order online during the Pizza Pizza pregame one hour before. This is on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday and three hours after, and get ready for some football and fun by choosing your favorite Little Caesars pizza or picking the toppings that you crave. Either way, you're going to win. And let's be something. Let's be honest about something else, Chad. No one's going to want to cook for themselves on Super Bowl Sunday. You're going to want to go out, pick something up easy, convenient for your party, anything like that. Get yourself a pizza, some breadsticks, a two-liter. Have yourself a good time while the Niners defeat the Kansas City Chiefs. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the Super Bowl. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know who throws one hell of a Super Bowl party? Who's that? Is my my old man, the, the man, sure. the myth, the legend, Mark Jensen. And as much as I love his Super Bowl parties, you know, everyone is expected to bring a little something, something, you know, it's like not for not dinner per se. It's like potluck. I even hate using that word because I hear potluck and the weirdo in me. OCD guy goes because I don't like I'll, I'm, no problem for me going and sitting down in a restaurant and eating food, Zach, that strangers have prepared. I'm the same going way. to a to a, someone's home and uh, and eating food strangers have prepared that are just chilling like not in a restaurant my brain has to like fight through that right there with you but the reason i'm even bringing this up is you know you 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 talked about the convenience of hey who wants to cook on super bowl sunday right little caesars ding 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 pizza pizza well you're supposed to bring your own thing to a mark jensen super bowl party and it's heavily strongly encouraged that it's something that you made, not just something that y'all let's swing by and grab some chips and salsa from the grocery store on our way. And so that results in, you know, you do have to spend some time at it, but also all the dishes, the side dishes and whatnot. It's a feast. I hate the dishes. I love, I love the eating part chat. I hate the after the aftermath of eating, but we have to we have Phil hopping in. Good evening, Chad, Zach, and Deacon Scott. Can't wait to get reports from Scott on all the great prospects we will have available to us. Hashtag Buckham, hashtag Go Broncos, MHH for life. Yeah, Phil, I'm right there with you. We're so fortunate to have Scott down in Mobile, and we're looking forward to all the updates he's going to bring. A lot of video content on the way, so be sure to stay tuned to that. Also, we got Patrick jumping in. Great to see you. The, uh, the coffee dealer here, he's got all the MHH hosts hooked, you know, dialed in. He figured it out, you know, like uh, first first hits free and then he knows he's got them. He gets him addicted and it's over. But this guy knows coffee. And of course, one of the great members of our community. Appreciate you, Patrick. And the Ronk as well. So good to see you. Thank you for checking in. I don't know what we do without the mayor of our community, especially on Facebook. Michael Ronquillo. Love you, big dog. Uh, but Zach, let's let's uh, see what Taylor has to say here with a, a super chat. You to man. He says, with how the Wilson, the Russell Wilson trade went, I'm cautious about doing big trades for a little while. People say the Wilson trade is the worst in NFL history. I don't know about that, but I understand, you know, my first impulse, Zach, when we learned about, oh, Russ's bench, we all knew what that meant, right? Broncos trending away from Russ, despite the onerous, <laughs> nay, punitive consequences of uh, moving on from him relative to the salary cap. We all knew what that meant. Um, and initially I was like, they got to get a quarterback the, the old fashioned way. But at the same time, I'm, I'm like, I'm that fan in me is rocking back and forth in the corner, traumatized from these last two off seasons of, of trading away the farm. But I've circled back, you know, time, it does heal all wounds, but it also, the fullness of time gives you the opportunity to kind of weigh things, measure it out. And you come back with a, a more, um, I'll use the word again, measured take. I'm okay with trading right now. You don't really have a choice. How many more sub 500 seasons do you want? They're just going to keep stacking up, Zach, until they get the guy. And then Taylor's, by the way, throwing in with another super, his top three QBs in the class. 
in the class. Penix, Nix, uh, and uh, McCarthy from, from Michigan. Very interesting. Your thoughts? I'm, I'm there with you. I mean, just because you burned your hand on the stove doesn't mean you never turn the oven on again, Chad. I mean, they have to keep swinging until they hit that home run, until they find their guy. If nothing else, watching this year's playoffs proves that the Broncos need their own developmental guy in-house to start, whether it's year one, year two going forward. And I would disagree that the Russell Wilson trade was the worst in NFL history. I think the Deshaun Watson trade is a little bit more precarious, if only because the payoff hasn't been there on the field and you gave up more, a fully guaranteed contract for a quarterback that had off-field issues, let's say. At least with Russell Wilson, Chad, you never had the off-field uh, concerns. Yeah, you get – it's weird because with Russ, yes, you do not get the risk of the off-the-field uh, rake – you know, stepping on rakes and the and the possible possibilities okay. of controversy, but you get all the weird hate on Russ. You know, like the outsized, hey, let's make a a nine time Pro Bowl quarterback who's a a good person into a national lampoon because he likes to do you know high knees on the plane between, uh, you know, while he's flying over the Atlantic on the way to the UK, etc. Just so yeah, a little tone deaf at times and a little bit of a cheese ball and cornball at times. But a good guy, so he does. Any high profile, I guess, though, Zach, quarterback uh, is always going to bring in some level of, you know, outside drama, whether it's because of, you know, negative things they're doing off the field or just being themselves. It happens. Even Peyton Manning. I mean, when Peyton Manning was here, it was a constant circus. It was a constant circus, but typically in a good way. It brought a lot of scrutiny on the Broncos, but I digress. But I've never seen a quarterback or an athlete or really anyone, save for one person, get the amount of scrutiny and criticism that Russell Wilson has dealt with, Chad. You know, I'm not exactly plugged into the Browns' echo sphere on Twitter, but I've yeah. not even seen Deshaun Watson get criticized. And you have a case to bash Deshaun Watson as a human and as a football player. You don't have that with Russell Wilson. Yeah, not since he hightailed it out of Houston. Like all those skeletons, everyone in the NFL seems willing to just kind of Hey, let's let those bodies in the backyard of this dude's, you know, these kind of bygones be got be bygones. Mike, big dog. Love you. Thank you. Mount Rushmore, super chat, superstar in the hizzy. Says, hey guys, sorry I've been MIA, but I've been watching been watching, but late. I think the Broncos will deal Jerry Judy and Patrick Sertan along with the number 12 pick to move up. I don't think any of the top three teams will budge. Go MHH. Time will tell, you know, time will tell all three of those teams, Zach, are quarterback needy right now. Um, what are you hearing about Chicago and, and, and Justin Fields? I it's confusing because they kept their head coach, which leads me to believe that they're going to hold firm at quarterback. But when you hold the number one draft pick, Chad, how do you not take who I think will be an upgrade on fields. I'm not a fields guy. He's a great runner, but he's a pretty awful passer. I don't think he's the franchise quarterback. I think they're going to trade Lance him, which is ship him off for a mid round pick and then, you know, get another guy and try to uh, succeed with him. But to Mike's point here, this wouldn't get it done. It would the first round pick 12 overall in PS2. That would be a conversation starter. But what would Jerry Judy be worth a fourth or fifth round pick? You would have to throw a little more, into this pot to make a team in the top three budge. And that's why the devil and the angels on your shoulder. Do I do that? Do I not do that? We all have our opinions. Yeah. Ryan, what's going on, big dog? 
Good to see you. Thank you for the very generous super chat. This time of year, it really does help us keep the lights on. It's not just something we say. So thanks to each and every one of you. you. Appreciate you. Ryan, you the man. He says, what's up, Priest? Bears can have Caleb Williams. I've watched tape on Drake May, and I have to admit, I'm not that impressed. My targets are Jaden Daniels and Bo Nix. Do y'all think there may be a trade partner that likes Russ that's in the top five, maybe? With the you know a sweetener of Patrick Sertan the second thrown in, uh, that's a good question. I don't think so. Um, I don't. I I just think Russ is relative to the kind of tape he's put up. Which again, it's not like Russ has totally stunk the joint up. Like his most recent tape is not terrible, but Zach, it's so incongruent with the with the level of his contract that teams go don't want that smoke. Don't want that smoke. So. It's just I don't see that as a possibility, but Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, I hear you. I've been a little bit um, skeptical about Caleb Williams. I need to spend a little bit more time, Zach, on Drake May. But, like, Jaden and Bo, I'm with you on that for the most part, Ryan. Where I'm at right now, that might, you know, evolve as we get a little bit closer to the draft. I'm going to spend more time watching um, Caleb and Drake. But your thoughts, Zach? Well, yeah, I agree with you. I don't see a, a rush trade partner in the top five because why would they? You could just draft a younger quarterback who has much more upside and could be a better player for you than take on a massive contract and take on the baggage of Russell Wilson. I think a better landing spot could be like the Steelers. They're a quarterback away from being a contender with that defense. Maybe the Falcons could be interested in someone like Russ. The Raiders, who are picking number 13 to go after Russ, I don't see a top five uh, landing spot for him. But when it comes down to the quarterbacks, we both haven't done our full evaluations. We're still getting into that NFL draft swing, and we're all going to have different opinions on how we rank them. I happen to believe that Drake May would be a perfect fit with Sean Payton, and I think that Sean Payton would agree with that. But I would not cry, Chad, if Jaden Daniels was plan B. I think he's going to be a wonderful quarterback at the next level. And if plan C were to come about, if they did just stay put at 12, don't have to give up any picks, anything like that, you got Bo Nix or even move back a few picks and got Bo Nix, I can get on board with that too. If the Broncos can come out of this first round, the first day of the draft with a quarterback. I don't really care who it is. That is a win to me. Well said. Well said. Tom, what's going on, big dog? We've missed you. You know, we're like uh, we're like Chip from Anchorman. We we miss your musk, you know. We miss you. We want to be near you. You know, the awkward scene. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Tom, what up, bro? He says, I think Sean Payton is going to call – uh, is going to fall in love with Bo Nix in the draft, pre-draft process. Other teams as well are going to. I think we will need to trade up to get Bo Nix. Sorry, I've been in the basement. Ha, huh? no problem, dude. Then he goes on with a second super chat, big baller. Thank Broncos you, might be bad year after year, but you guys and your team make me proud to be a Broncos fan. Guys are the best in the business. Oh, thank Appreciate you, big that. dog. Very cool. You're a prince. So sweet of you to say. means a lot to us. Trust. Um but that's something, Zach, I've been saying for about a week now, just kind of this sneaking suspicion that, you know, Bo Nix is going to be competing at the Senior Bowl all week. Then you get to the Combine. Then you get to the Pro Days. By the time you get through all that stuff, I've had a sneaking suspicion, I still do, that his draft stock is going to be, uh, it's going this way, it, or it could go this way uh, instead of like static or dropping. We'll see. It's why it's, uh, it's, 
kind of futile to talk about where the picks are going to line up in April when it's only January, because throughout the pre-draft process, I agree with you and others have said the same thing. Bo Nix is going to test really well and some team is going to fall in love with him. And all it takes is one to make him a top 10, top 12 pick. But let's say the Broncos get some intel that he's not going to get past 10 or whatever, nine. It's much more palatable, Chad, trading up to nine or 10 than trading up to two or three. So if they make that move, you can keep Patrick Sertan more than likely. You can keep some draft picks and still get your potential quarterback of the future. That's right. Sam Bam again, number three tonight. Thank you. Love it, dude. Thank you. He says, what are your thoughts on trading? No more than a fourth round pick for say a Mac Jones or a Justin Fields. Maybe Peyton could bring out some Drew Brees in them. They've had bad coaching and are on rookie contracts. And a similar thing from uh, M. MBLE X test prep, you know, hey, Justin Fields could be a, uh, like Jake Plummer, stuck on an awful franchise, needing a team to, like the Broncos to save him. But, Zach, the problem is for every success story of a Jake Plummer um, transplanting and going to heights that in a career were heretofore unseen, there are 25 uh, examples of abject failure relative to that, you know. Once a guy who's drafted or acquired, we'll say drafted to be the guy, burns out, fails to launch in his original destination, it's as rare as hen's teeth that they land somewhere else and then all of a sudden, boom, and everyone's going, wow. There are a few exceptions that prove the rule, like Plummer. I mean, you can now argue Zach Baker Mayfield's one of those guys, um, but it's pretty rare. What's your answer specifically, though, here for Sam Bam, who's just throwing down like a champ? Yeah, definitely appreciate you, Sam. And my reaction was a uh, uncontrollable one. Wasn't at your question. I just I, the idea of going with a Mac Jones or Fields disgusts me because it's it's progress you'd be making backwards. It's regression in that case because how many times in the last seven years have the Broncos tried to put a band aid to quote you, Chad, on a massive gaping bullet hole? And my personal opinion is this is from a football standpoint, so don't get it twisted. Would you, for a partner, okay, would you want someone with bodies or want someone with no bodies, someone with a little more purity to them? And what I mean by that is do you want a quarterback that's been tainted in the We NFL? are not just football priests here. We're football poets, okay? Continue. That's right. And Fields, again, he has his warts as a passer, especially Mac Jones. I mean, being the guy to replace Tom Brady and all that went along with it in the last couple years with Bill Belichick hasn't gone swimmingly. I just don't want anyone that's already had their, another team had their hooks into them, Chad. The Broncos need someone they can take right out of the draft and they know no other experience but Denver, but the Broncos system, but the Broncos culture. No second uh, hand-me-downs, no sloppy seconds, no reclamation projects. It's not a hard concept. Just draft your quarterback. By the way, I can't believe I got this wrong. Uh, champ kind. You know, the, the anchorman anecdote. The Duchess jumping in as she is want to do. We love you. We appreciate Michaela. Been with us all the way since the first year we were doing this as a live stream pod. Michaela says from Mount Rushmore upon high, I really want to get our QB in this draft. Uh, or uh, Hold on. I really want to get our QB in this draft. I'm done goofing around. It's been eight years. I'm done waiting and I'm done with sloppy seconds. That's right. And it sounds like, I mean, that's one of, that was Zach 
one of the things that that can make you crazy i mean it's like being in a relationship and you you feel like you're catching someone in a lie but they kind of convince you that they're not but there's that thing in the back of your head you're like i don't know and so it begins to make you feel a little bit crazy all right same thing with covering football teams and being a fan of a football team zach how many years were we like no we we know john elway for example he's got to be seeing the forest for the trees here like there's no way he wouldn't do xyz and then he goes and does something completely opposite of that and you're going man am i just a dumbass do i just not know anything or am i going crazy here what is my total is my perception and reckoning of the situation here completely out of whack in this case you're not wrong Michaela, it's been eight years, and I think we don't have to worry about Sean Payton making us feel crazy. I think he recognizes if you're moving on from Russ, you got to have your own guy, and you're going to have to do it the old-fashioned way. To me, I hear this report, Zach, today, the rumor from Cecil, and I'm encouraged. Uh, I'm going, all right, we can trust Sean Payton's discernment on the needs and the issues here. It's funny. We went from talking about quarterback metrics to, you know, uh, bodies and relationship fidelity, Chad. But I agree with Michaela's point here. Just draft a quarterback. Just take that chance. That's all I ask. James Moss, what's going on, big dog? Uh, It's so good to see you. Really appreciate you. You've been absolutely on a a tear of late on Super Chat. And it just, we love you, big dog. He says, first pick or last pick, get your guy and develop him. I believe Sean Payton can do it. I like Bo Nix. Yeah, and you know, look, even though the 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 uh, odds, Zach, say that franchise guy is first round pick and typically first top fifteen t- pick, there are those guys that are drafted later that that live to kind of be the exceptions that prove the rule, like Aaron Rodgers, late round one. Uh, I mean, Drew Brees himself, technically, when he was selected in 01, was the first pick in the second round. If he would have been, uh, if he would have gone in the year after draft, that would have been the last pick in the first round because the Texans came into existence and it was the 32 team league. Uh, but I digress. There are other examples. I mean, Russell Wilson is one of the examples of a franchise guy emerging that was not a top 15 pick, not a first round pick. Dak, uh, the list goes on. But for the most part, if you want to really, Zach, bump your odds of hitting on that cue, it's a first-round caliber guy. And I think the closer we get to the, gra- the, uh, the draft, the more Bo Nix will be viewed as a, a bona fide first guy. Yeah, I'll make the point I made on last night's podcast. I, I would have infinitely more respect for the Broncos if they took any quarterback in this year's draft, whether it's Penix, Bo Nix or, or Pratt or Spencer Rattler versus signing a, a Darnold or a Jameis Winston. Just go forward. Make some progress. No more regression. That's all I ask. Uh, indeed. We got George Fox saying on Facebook, how many picks do you think we have by the time the draft gets here? Thank you, bro, for the stars. So as it stands, the Broncos are sitting on six draft picks currently for 2024. George Payton hinted at trying to acquire more. But Zach, what's your answer for George? They could have a few more if they move on from Judy or Simmons or Sutton or whoever. But uh, if they lose some picks, which could be improbable, that would happen on draft night when they swing a trade. But uh, they have, what, six right now, Chad? Six, six and no second round pick. Yeah, one pick in the top 75. So it, when it's all said and done, you might see like eight or nine picks, but it could be six picks. It could be two picks if they make that massive move up, move up George. So we really don't know yet, and we'll know as the uh, the draft gets closer. 
Tom jumping in again saying, like throwing a wrench in a shed. Hashtag no bodies. <laughs> OMG. Ha. I got all way. <clears throat> Mike again, too. Thank you, big dog. He says, that's what I'm saying. We don't have enough to get any of those top three teams to budge. Justin Fields is a young Russ. I'm also not interested no, not. just in drafting a quarter uh, in drafting a quarterback just to draft a quarterback. Well, I'm with you on that, Mike. Like if you are the Broncos and you do all your due diligence and you decide that none of the guys are first round caliber guys or justified your pick, then you don't take one. Uh, you, you live to, to stare down the public outcry and the fan base being pissed that you didn't take a quarterback and, you know, hopefully by then you've already figured it out long ago and you've come up with a different option because sure as heck can't be Jarrett Stidham. Uh, but we're talking about now, Mike, six candidates uh, that are pretty solid. You know, and I'd say four of them are solid first round guys. And then two more that are, well, for now, I'll call them like fringe first round guys, Penix. Uh, and McCarthy, and it wouldn't surprise me to see McCarthy rise. Like everyone's talking about, oh, you know, um, and this is true. His stats are low. We talked a little bit last night, Zach, about his stats, but it's based around what he was asked to do uh, by Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. And, you know, going an entire half, for example, without making a pass, you know, you go, well, wait a minute. Do you love your quarterback? Do you trust this guy? And if you did, why don't you let him get out there and show what he can do? Are you that like dogmatic to your game plan that you're not even going to give your quarterback a chance to kind of be the quarterback? But that's the kind of guy Jim Harbaugh is. Those kind of considerations go out the window. If he sees victory through ramming it down your throat on, uh, on the ground, that's what he's going to do. So my point being, whatever we've seen of J.J. McCarthy, and he started a lot of games, but in terms of being able to show what he can do and that kind of uh, – taboo word of potential relative to quarterbacks comes into play it might be that he his his view within the nfl rises um it's going to be greatly dependent on how he does at the combine and his pro days too yeah we got colby c collier hopping in good to see you colby as always we need to take what's there we can't afford to trade everyone trade picks to move way down we need a quarterback but i'm so worried we end up with paxton 2.0 I understand that, Colby, and that's what Chad was talking about, being a little gun-shy or uh, being a little apprehensive. But if you don't try to get a franchise quarterback, what you end up with is Case Keenum 2.0 or Joe Flacco 2.0 or Teddy Bridgewater 2.0. We're past that point of bridge and holdovers and fill-ins. You need the guy, and you only get the guy by swinging. Paxton Lynch, Brock Osweiler, the failures of the past can't prevent you from having a successful future. Well said. Triple C, appreciate you, big dog. Um, Ryan jumping in again. Thank you, buddy. He says, thank you guys for what you do for our Broncos community. Here's to the future. I'll be here right with you. Buckham times seven, baby. Denver Bronx for life. MHH for life. Niners beat KC, get QB1. Yeah. What was that show, that Netflix, Zach? Wasn't it called QB or is it QB1? Quarterback. Was that the one Spencer Rattler headlined the first season? No, it was a different one. Okay, so I'm not talking about the one that had pros. I'm talking about high know. school to college. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think it was QB1, dude. I'm telling it you. It might have been. Um, but I only bring this up because guess who's at the Senior Bowl all week? Spencer Rattler. This was a guy that as a prep – you know, being recruited in, into Division One football, 
A lot of people were talking about him as potentially the next Patrick Mahomes, but then Zach, he ends up kind of having some attitude issues, has to transfer and leave. He ends up at South Carolina, goes from Oklahoma, South Carolina. You wonder what might be there and how much, how much there is there to the rumors of his attitude and, and his um, character concerns, etc. There are some other intriguing guys, but he was a dude that a lot of people kind of had earmarked Zach is a first round pick uh, someday to being now like unless he can do some just phenomenal catching up here in the pre-draft stuff, probably a mid-round pick, maybe not even drafted. And we're talking about 2.0s and Rattler could be like Chad Kelly 2.0, but I'm still willing to take a chance on that. If you don't come out with a quarterback in the first four or five, six rounds, just take a flyer on someone. You never know what you can get. Lance Blunt jumping in. What's going on, dude? Very generous super chat. Thank you, Lance. It's very nice to have you. He says, if we draft a quarterback high and the team's plan is to not start him right away while a veteran a veteran holds down the fort, who would you guys consider bringing in to fill that role if the team were to move on from Stidham? I mean, just for life, Denmark's for life. Well, first of all, I got to tell you, Lance, I don't see any incentive for the Broncos to move on from Stidham because – He's a journeyman guy that you can at least trust to keep the seat warm. Like, for example, if you had a bona fide guy and he tweaked his ankle and you needed a guy to just be able to keep the offense afloat and keep you competitive for a game, two at the most, I, hey, I'll give Stidham for $5 million bucks. That's why he's, he's not going anywhere. But I would tell you, you know, who else is out there, Zach, that would fit that role? Not, It's not ideal but let's answer him relative to his exact scenario here. Who's someone you'd feel more comfortable kind of nurturing a rookie, keeping the seat warm besides Stidham? <laughs> I don't really care. It doesn't matter. The bridge quarterback doesn't matter. I mean, how much of a mentor is Sam Darnold going to be, Chad? How much of a mentor is Jameis Winston going to be? If a franchise quarterback is going to be a franchise quarterback, he's not going to learn by listening and learn on the bench and in the classroom. He's going to become that quarterback by getting on the field and getting those reps like C.J. Stroud, like Anthony Richardson in Indy before his injury. That's the only way the Broncos are going to move forward consistently is getting that young quarterback and getting him developed. But I just... Lance, no offense, I don't understand the thinking here of cutting Stidham and then going out and trying to find a Jared Stidham 2.0, the same exact guy. He's under contract, he's cheap, he knows the system, he knows the receivers, he knows Peyton's offense, and he's just a temporary solution. The focus and the resources should be on the next quarterback that's coming into the draft. Exactly. And, and so my answer to you, my friend, is, and it's not a cop-out, I promise you, I mean, there's guy who would I consider? I would consider Jameis Winston. Would I do it? Probably not. But would I consider it? I would consider Baker Mayfield. But I'm probably not doing that if I'm drafting a guy in the first round because I want him in there quick and Baker is going somewhere where he can be the guy. So th my answer to you honestly is probably under that scenario, I'm moving forward with Stidham as that guy because you can, you can have your cake and eat it too, so to speak. Um, plus you paid him guaranteed money already. Why cut him and then eat that money for no reason? Right. Um, guys, we're at 37 minutes. So, uh, the time flies when you're having a blast, any burning topics, get them in the chat. We will do our dangdest, uh, to get to them before we dip on out of here. David Yunkin, what's going on, bro? Nice to see you tonight. Hope you're doing well. 
try and stay positive, my friend, with us, you know, along the way. We'll help you. We'll help you keep that glass half full kind of mindset here. Uh, Dave Bristol jumping in. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you, Dave. He says, I cannot get my mind around the cost of moving up to the top three, but neither can I feel good about not getting someone who has a real chance of being the guy. Exactly. You know, it's that you're resisting, not resisting, you're overcoming the traumatic, the urges born of trauma to just be conservative and, and not take a swing, you know, and that, that trauma comes from a huge swing and a miss on Russ. And with, in the case of Sean Payton, Hey, you basically traded a second round pick and Bradley Chubb to have Sean Payton as your head coach. But so that's still, the jury's still out on that overall trade and the value thereof. I think in the final analysis, it'll be viewed through the prism of history as having been a, a great trade for the Broncos, but that rust trade Zach still has everybody a little bit gun shy about go, going too far out over the skis for a quarterback and mortgaging more of the future. You know, whatever limitations exist currently Zach relative to this roster, it's not because of bad drafting per se. It's not because of anything other than they just haven't had the darts. You know, they, they gave up the darts to get Russ. I understand the, the point here. I get it. It doesn't have to be black or white, though. There's a middle ground, and it's staying at 12 or maybe even moving da down a few spots, getting some capital, and still taking a chance on a quarterback. But I see the argument both ways, Chad, from the fan base. Definitely. Uh, James, again, thank you, big dog. He says, middle of the road quarterback is what you – middle of the road QB is what you will be. Need that guy, the guy, our guy. I'm with Zach. Yeah, exactly. Um, and here's the thing. This is one of the things, Zach, that would make me feel crazy covering the Broncos for a decade plus that Elway was calling the shots is, especially post-Super Bowl 50, is, you know, they kind of captured lightning in a bottle in 2015. You had a young, uh, inexperienced, but very middle-of-the-road Brock Osweiler taking over for a significantly diminished Peyton Manning, and then Peyton Manning coming back still in a diminished role physically, but you still got that brain and you go all the way and you win it all thanks to a phenomenal defense and just your team coming together at the right time. And uh, from that point forward though, the Broncos convinced themselves they are the, the one middle of the road quarterback away from winning at all. Even Gary Kubiak was totally down to just start Trevor Simeon until the cows come home because of that. Yeah. I think even Kubiak fell prey to this. But look at all the quarterback acquisitions, whether the draft uh, or free agency, Zach, under the John Elway regime post-Payton, and it's one gaslight. I mean, when you gaslight yourself, man, it's the, the implications are scary. One gaslight QB after another. Ronk, the Broncos hired Cody Rager as the new VP of player personnel. Thank you for bringing that up. We got so consumed with the rumor and the draft talk, we forgot to mention it. But, yeah, Zach, the Broncos, uh, you know, wooed, the former uh, assistant, I'm trying to remember, assistant VP of scouting director, VP assistant scouting director of the Saints, Cody Rager, who was hired today as the Broncos VP of player personnel because Zach Sean Payton, who worked with him, he was there in New Orleans, Rager for nine years, uh, was impressed by him and saw an opportunity to bring him into the fold. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you would know more about him, Chad. You had the nice write-up for the website today. What I know is that the Saints have historically drafted well in the Sean Payton, Mickey Loomis era, and uh, their scouting department is very highly recommended. And everything that I read on Twitter from people who cover the Saints says that uh, Rager was a big loss to the Broncos. So it's only going to help the scouting department. And like I've been saying, this draft is uh, the biggest crossroads the Broncos have been at in the last decade. They have to get it right. So the more manpower, the better. Yes, uh, it's it's a good move. It's a housekeeping type of move, the kind of underrated, behind closed doors type of thing that can really help move a, a franchise forward. But going into this, the Broncos had a very good front office structure relative to scouting and and both on the on the player and pro personnel side of things. And Rager is going to be a nice compliment to uh, Stark, uh, Durso, and uh, how do you pronounce it, Moogie? Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a good it's a good core that is working under George Payton. Mike again, thank you, brother. He says Zach, what do you think of Justin Fields? I've always thought Russ was nothing but a guy that made some plays with a great defense to keep him in games. He was never a John Elway who could carry them. Go ahead, Zach. I don't know. I didn't get a chance to answer Mike earlier. I think it was you who said that Fields is a younger Russ, and I could not disagree more with that. Russ came into the league a much better passer than anything we've seen from fields to this point. Great athlete, great runner, pretty exciting player to watch, but his pocket presence is terrible. Him as a passer overall is just pretty horrific to watch. He takes a lot of sacks. He turns the ball over a lot. So in that sense, he's comparable to Russell Wilson, but as a passer, you're never going to win much with him. He, he's a he's a gadget player, much like Cordell Stewart. I'm not a Fields guy. I might come off biased. I've been pounding the drum since 2021 that George Payton made the right call taking Sertan over Fields. So this falls in my ethos of no sloppy seconds, no reclamation projects. Why trade capital for Fields and then have to pay him a contract when that comes up? No, no one tainted. Just draft a freaking pure passer from college. That's all I ask, please. Well said, man. Can't uh, couldn't have said it better myself. David jumping in again. Thank you, buddy. Draft a quarterback, build around him like the Texans did. Yeah, and you know what? On that subject of like the Texans as a model, um, look, this time last year, we weren't in the QB first round market, obviously, because we were coming off of Russ year one and they had just hired Sean Payton. So it wasn't much in our wheelhouse, but anytime CJ Stroud would get brought up, I'd say, hey. Miss me on the Ohio State quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? Miss me on that. None of them pan out. Um, He ends up being the highest drafted Ohio State quarterback ever. So there is that slight qualifier. But he finally snaps that streak. Now, it's not like he went on and won a Super Bowl yet. Time will tell exactly how it shakes out. But there's no reason uh, to believe that he's not trending in in the franchise direction. I mean, I think he was kind of snubbed for at least a Pro Bowl nod this year. But nevertheless, this how does it relate to this year? Well, and the model, A, Bo Nix, he's a system guy. He's a system guy. Oregon quarterbacks don't make it in the, in the league, et cetera. So it kind of takes some of those paradigms, at least I think for me, and it makes me a little bit more, a lot more actually, open-minded to just, hey, some of that, you know, get, get back to what the Knicks and the Scots and the Eric's and everybody always trying to tell us, which is, Scout the player, not the school, not the system, etc. I think CJ Stroud and the Houston uh, turnaround is best case scenario for the Broncos, but it proves that it could happen. You need two things in place, the coaching and the quarterback. 
The Texans have both with Bobby Slowick and CJ Stroud. The Broncos have the coaching with Sean Payton and company. You need the quarterback because could you name one offensive lineman on the Texans roster besides Laramie Tunsil? Most people can't. Can you name one starting receiver besides uh, maybe Nico Collins or Tank Dell on the uh, Texans roster? You can't do it. But the quarterback made everyone else around him better. He lifted all boats, to quote quote you, Chad. It's something we didn't see in the Russell Wilson era. It's something we would see in the insert name here era if he is the right guy. That's why it's so crucial the Broncos hit on that pick. Exactly. Exactly. Well said. Uh, the Duchess again, jumping in. Love you. She says, if you don't draft a quarterback, you end up with no quarterback to move forward with. You miss a hundred percent of the chances you do not take. That's right. And we talked a little bit about this last night. And that is that even Sean Payton, we know the honeymoon, if there, whatever honeymoon was there for Sean Payton, it's, it's gone now. Uh, not just because they finished eight and nine Zach, but because of the controversial nature toward the end of benching Russ. And so that, that that's gone. Now you got to win, baby, and you got to find a way, make a way. Uh, the best way to do that is to get your guy, your ideal fit for your scheme, go find your newfangled Drew Brees and make some hay. This is exactly where I am, Michaela. I'm in complete agreement with you. You, you got to take the chance. You got to swing. You're never going to hit a home run, to use another analogy, unless you swing the bat. And the Broncos have to swing and swing hard this April. Um. Uh, a good point here from our friend Jeremy Sean in the chat. You know, we talk about system and this and that. How much is the player? How much is the scheme? All that. The fact that Russell Wilson, you know, because that's another thing that, again, comes back into play as a as a detractor of Bo Nix. Is, is he a system quarterback, et cetera? I mean, Russell Wilson, what was the stat, Jeremy? 60% of the sacks he took or pardon me, 60% of the sacks on Russell Wilson were basically credited to him. It was his fault that he was sacked. Um, and I do also agree with you, Jeremy, that, uh, you know, to my eye, I would have thought it was actually even more than that, like 70, 75% of the sacks. I mean, the Broncos, he was in the 50s last I checked on the stats. That's how many times he was sacked. I mean, think about the, the world champion 2015 Broncos, Zach, they had 52 sacks that year, and it felt like every time a quarterback dropped back, it was Von Miller or D. Ware or Malik Jackson, you know, taking them down. Russ was sacked more than than that, and most of them were on him. What am I getting at? Clearly not a fit for what Sean Payton's looking for, right? Sean Payton wants the ball out, the ball out, the ball out. He wants on schedule. He wants to work the short to intermediate routes. And when you start looking at some of those schematic ph philosophical uh, hallmarks of Sean Payton's uh, whole thing, the quarterbacks that kind of rise up in terms of, you know, uh, fit, Bo Nix, I throw Drake May, even though as it stands, probably going to take a King's ransom to get up, move up and get him, maybe even Penix. So you might not, Zach, necessarily have to trade up into the top three to land a Bo Nix, right? You might have to, when it's all said and done, move up a little to guarantee you get him, but maybe not all the way up into the top three. And, you know, speaking of sacks and speaking of CJ Stroud and the Texans, the tech, I just looked it up. They gave up just five fewer sacks on the Broncos did all of last season, mm. but you wouldn't ever know that considering how elevated the play was on the offense because of the quarterback. So, I was a Russ guy. Chad, you were a big Russ guy as well. But I think with time and some distance from the situation, we both kind of realized how much 
Russ was hampering the offense by scrambling into pressure and by taking sacks What that weren't necessarily the offensive line's fault. That is the number one improvement we're going to see from the rookie quarterback, whoever it may be next year. All right, guys, we're going to rapid fire a few of these great comments and super chats because uh, we're about out of time. Lawrence on Facebook, good to see you tonight, bro. He says, what's up, guys? Much love. It's beautiful, warm night in Colorado. Kind of late. Yeah, it's kind of weird, this warm weather of late, right, in the Rockies. Uh, he says, who's going to carry the boats? Good question. Time will tell. I think it's going to be uh, – maybe we'll start getting some insight to that this week. Again, keep an eye. Scott's there all week at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Cody Dub jumping in. Even if we get a QB, who's he going to throw it to? We got one good receiver. Is there Are there any good uh, draft? or in the, Dude, this is a good wide receiver class for the draft. I would recommend Cody if you haven't done so yet, and this is to anybody uh, who wants to get acquainted better without spending hours and hours reading this, watching that, on the 2024 draft class. Just for now, go read the two articles Eric Trickle has up on the Senior Bowl rosters, the American team and the national team, and you'll learn a lot. You'll learn a lot about uh, the class, individual prospects, what position groups are the deepest and strongest. And this year, Cody, wide receiver is stacked in the draft. So there are going to be a lot of opportunities for that. And Zach, who knows? They might end up trading away Jerry Judy. We'll see. They might have a bigger need there than we recognized going in. It's also an insane free agent class for receivers. You have uh, Michael Pittman, Mike Evans, T. Higgins, uh, Hollywood Brown. The Broncos can't afford any of them. I mean, that's pretty obvious, but they'll be able to reload at the position at some point in the offseason. Uh, Ryan, again, thank you, brother. He says, just looked at the draft order. I see four quarterbacks off the board by eight. I see the New York Jets maybe drafting Rodgers' replacement at 10, too. We might need to target pick nine to get anyone relevant. Don't know, guys. Thoughts? It's possible. But the point here is you, not, you might not necessarily have to get all the way up into the top three to get your guy. If your guy ends up being a Bo Nix, for example, uh, I think they'll give it one last go around. I think that pick for the Jets with Rodgers, I think they'll, uh, they'll, they'll bring in someone they think can help them win this year with Rodgers rather than taking a quarterback there or trade back. Uh, but yeah, Zach, they might have to uh, get up as high as nine. I mean, Falcons need a quarterback too. But again, moving up to nine, it's going to cost you a little bit, but nothing like it would cost you to move up to the top three. So if you're against the Broncos mortgaging the future, but you still want a quarterback, that might be the best of both worlds. All right, guys, two more, and then we're dipping on out of here. Sam, again, making up for lost time, so to speak. Thank, Thank you, brother. You, he says, I didn't realize Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy declared for the draft. I'm watching highlight videos of him right now. Maybe draft him in the second round. Mahomes him for a year, then have him torment Jim Harbaugh for years. Yeah, we'll see, man. Like Again, he's, he's a very polarizing prospect, um, but one of the kind of consensus views on J.J. McCarthy is don't – the book on him is not written yet because Jim Harbaugh, uh, for whatever reason, that's what kind of creates some of these questions, didn't really ask him to do that much as a quarterback. But in critical moments and critical situations, when he was asked, he executed, he, he got the job done. So in other words, there's some potential there, Zach, that could be untapped. Teams might fall in love with him. I think he ends up probably a second round pick, just like Sam's thinking here. We'll see. I mean, I'll certainly eat crow if uh, JJ goes on to be a 
Mahomes level talent or anything close to it, but Jim Harbaugh has Herbert now. So unless McCarthy is going to be comparable or better than Justin Herbert, I don't see too much tormenting going on. I think you need someone with a much higher ceiling than JJ, who is Mac Jones to me, Mac Jones 2.0. Indeed. Ronk, thank you, brother. Always helping us punctuate every single stream with a very positive message, uplifting, optimistic, supportive. You are a prince. But, guys, this has been a great conversation. We're going to dip out of here, but just a few messages first, so don't leave quite yet. Another tremendous installment of the Mile High Huddle podcast. If you're not doing so, please follow us on Twitter at the MHH Pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle, Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott, our producer, at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch like we're rocking each and every single freaking podcast, check out MHHmerch.com and get you some. Also, please leave us a like at facebook.com slash mile high huddle pod. You can also find us on Instagram at mile underscore high underscore huddle. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure you're leaving your football priest a five star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every single month. But if anything, y'all, guys and gals, ladies and gentlemen, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. A mile-high salute to the great Super Chat superstars and supporters tonight. We're talking the Duchess. We're talking – that's Michaela Parker. We're talking John Juno. We're talking Sam Bam going off. Uh, the Papa Bear, David McElrath, Bill McLaughlin down in Tucson, Patrick, The Ronk, Taylor Christensen, Mike Edel, Ryan, uh, Tom Lackoff, James Moss, George Fox, Colby C. Collier, the Triple C, Lance Blunt, uh, let's see – uh, did I already say David Yunkin? David Yunkin, yes. Uh, Dave Bristol, Lawrence Rivera, Cody Dub. Love each and every one of you. Appreciate you. Uh, keep it locked here. MHH this week. Also make sure, again, I want to remind you that you're following Scott on Twitter and especially that you're sub to him on YouTube. He's going to be dropping a lot of content on these quarterbacks this week in Mobile. So we'll see you, Zach and I, though, Thursday night. Have a great start to your week. We'll see you Thursday. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.